Welcome to your weekly astrological weather. This is your place to get practical guidance for not only surviving, but thriving with the cosmic tides. Hey there, astrology lover. Did you know that you're invited to a really cool free online event? Yes, it's true. We'll be gathering with some of your favorite astrologers to get their read on the astrology for the rest of 2022. We'll also look ahead at 2023 so you can have the gift of awareness as you plan, prepare, and make timing decisions in your life. We'll be raffling off free character and destiny and three-month highlight reports. Plus, we'll be taking questions from the audience. It's going to be a blast, and I hope you'll join me, Christopher Renstrom, Jen Zart, Adam Summer, and more on June 15th and 16th for this free special event. Go to astrologyhub.com slash solstice panel to reserve your free spot today. P.S. Even if you can't join us live, make sure you register so we know to send you the limited time replay. P.S.S. Inner Circle members, no need to register. Your spot is saved. Again, that's astrologyhub.com slash solstice panel. I can't wait to see you there. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to your weekly astrological weather. This is the week of June 13th to June 19th. We are here with intuitive astrologer Scott Tajarian, and I am so grateful that you all joined us for the week ahead. We have some incredible astrology, and Scott is so good at breaking it down and making it very tangible and practical for you to use. So I know that we have a lot a lot of gifts in store. And Scott, I want to welcome you back. Do you know that this is your third time on the weekly weather now? <laughs> yes, of course. Absolutely. It's great to be back, Amanda. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, we're so grateful to have you back as well, Scott. And if any of you are interested in learning more about Scott, you can go to prior episodes. We have an introducing Scott to Jerrion, which was just like an intro to Scott and his story that you can find on YouTube. We also have episode 433, which was the weekly weather about taking responsibility. And we have episode 456, the weekly weather and we discussed war and peace. The cool thing about Scott is as, and, and, and most of the astrologers we have on the weekly weather is they're giving the reads on the weather, but they're also teaching you about astrology as they go. So some of this content that it may seem like, oh, I missed that week. It might not be relevant. You're going to pick up so many golden nuggets, even re-listening to it. So I highly encourage you to do that if you are so inclined. And Scott, let's go into the week ahead. What would you say are, is the major theme or are the major themes that we should be paying attention to? Main themes for the week. Well, it's honesty, listening, self-worth, and courage. These are the themes. Okay. Honesty, listening, self-worth, and courage. Yes. Okay. Why are you saying that? Okay. Well, we got to back up a little bit and go back to May 30th. This was when the new moon in Gemini occurred and the new moon in Gemini, I was looking at that is having like four key points, four tent poles, so to speak, uh, in, in setting the intentions. It was setting your intentions to, to listen setting your intentions for what you want to learn, setting your intentions to connect with other people or connect other people to each other, and setting your intentions to ask questions. Those are the frequencies of Gemini. And so that created a period of a couple of weeks where we're gathering information, we're connecting to other people and gathering information. And now it releases this week with the full moon in Sagittarius. So the full moon is opposite the sun. Sagittarius is opposite Gemini. These are the two signs that represent, they represent communication, they represent travel, and they represent learning. So when I think of Gemini, I think of the bullet points, the cliff notes, learning a little bit about a lot. Uh, when I think of Sagittarius, it's about experiencing it all. You know, it's like reading all the books in the library. In terms of travel, Gemini's quick trips, weekend getaways. Sagittarius is moving to a foreign country, immersing yourself in a foreign culture. Gemini 
in terms of communication is about building a soapbox for other people to stand on so that they can speak their truth. You ask them questions and they communicate back to you. You listen. Then Sagittarius is about building a soapbox for you to stand on so that you can speak your truth. So now that we've gathered the information over the two weeks since the new moon in Gemini, now it's time to release. The new moon is the inhale. The full moon is the exhale. The new moon is planting the seeds of the coming harvest. The seed was listening, learning, connecting and questioning. And now the fruit that we share is what did we learn? What what did we hear? Uh, Who did we connect with? What questions did we ask? And what were the answers that we received? And now that we've gathered that information, it's time to share your truth, to share your truth. So the release for the full moon in, in Sagittarius, which occurs around 4.52 a.m. Pacific on Tuesday morning. So, you know, the the real release for for you in Hawaii is going to be that Monday night. And for most people on that Monday night, unless you're uh, in the other side of the earth, then it's going to be Tuesday night. But the release, you know, and asking ourselves these questions, it's how can I honestly express my emotions? How can I honestly express my truth? How can I honestly express what I've learned? And how can I honestly express where I want to go and what I want to explore? And so through that honest expression, it's going to create a fire because Sagittarius is fire. It's mutable fire. So we're, we're, we're letting out our hot air, so to speak. That's the Gemini energy. And now we're creating this fire and people are like, oh, wow. Okay. I didn't, I didn't realize you felt that way. I didn't realize that that's how you really thought. And so that can create some friction, some conflict, uh, but it's meant to move the energy, to move the energy that's stuck. So that's the intensity of this full moon. It's it's hard to be honest or hear people be honest with each other. And then you have to listen to them be honest to you. So, Yes. yes. You know, I'm, I've been thinking about this lately, and I think this is part of like nonviolent communication. I haven't studied that in depth, but I hear people talk about it and I've picked up things throughout the years. And when I'm thinking about some of these conversations that I need to have, it's how can I focus on whatever happened, how it made me feel versus, Hey, you did this and you did that. It's like staying away from those kind of blaming statements and really focus on like, Hey, it really hurt my feelings when this happened, or, Hey, I I really didn't feel supported when you said this, or, you know, so it's, it's keeping in mind that when we, when we come from the heart, it can be received so much softer than when we come from the, you know, here's the, you know, the go like the forensic, like you did this and then you did that and then you did this. And it just puts people on the defense. Right. Oh my God, Amanda! I I love these conversations with you because like you're you're giving me so many good notes here on how on how to speak the truth. You know, it's instead of and this is such a great note for for Sagittarius because you know Sagittarius energy it's it's the archer and the archer is about pulling back on that that arrow and firing it and hitting your target and so Sagittarius can be a lot of finger pointing. You know, well, this is how I see this, and this is that with you, and this and that. And what you're sharing is like, you know, more pointing the thumb. Like, this is how I felt when you did this. You know, this circumstance, the way it played out, it it doesn't make me feel good. It doesn't make me feel comfortable. And so nobody can really dispute that because that's your truth. And then you truly, yes. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's like right, wrong, or indifferent. I'm not saying this is reality. I'm just saying this is my experience of it, right? Exactly. That's it. Okay, great. So we've covered that energy, full moon, mm-hmm. Sagittarius. Mm-hmm. What else are we looking at this week? Well, earlier in the week on Monday is when the is when Mercury moves into Gemini. So that's going to help with those questions uh, because Mercury is the planetary ruler of Gemini. And so it's returning to Gemini. It, it was just in Gemini 
just in the first four degrees back between April 29th and May 22nd, and then it retrograded back out. Uh, so Mercury is now in Gemini from June 13th until July 4th. Uh, and the last time Mercury was in Gemini was May 3rd to July 11th, 2021. I like to give these dates because it's helpful to try to remember what was going on with me during these periods. If you're somebody that keeps a journal, uh, it's, it's nice to look back and see where the planets were, where they are now in relation to where they were in the past for you, if they were in a similar placement. And so specifically for people that are uh, Virgo, that have Virgo energy, key astrological points in Virgo or Pisces, those are mutable signs that square uh, the mutable air energy of, of Gemini. It could feel like this extended Mercury retrograde where you're getting, you're bumping up against different things. You're having trouble communicating. You're, you're, the wires are getting crisscrossed. Uh, you're having trouble coordinating things, but for the most part, you know, I like to look at this as this is where things kind of lighten up. You know, it, we've been dealing with a lot of heavy energy with three planets plus the North Node in Taurus that really stuck energy, Earth energy, and now Gemini is going to come out of that and move into uh, the sign that it rules. Gemini is or Mercury is, is the god of merchants and thieves. And so, you know, hopefully it will lighten some things up with money uh, because money, you know, the markets and different things like that have been really stagnant or low because of this Mercury in Taurus energy. But it moves into Gemini and it lightens things up. It allows people to connect with other people uh, and to engage in new ways and to really uh, embrace the curiosity. What do you want to learn? Okay. Embrace curiosity. Yes. And then by the time we get to, uh, by the time we get to, uh, what is it? It's Saturday. On Saturday is when Mercury finally moves out of its retrograde shadow. Uh, it's been very stagnant, even though it's it was out of retrograde on June 3rd. It takes a while for it to really start to move. You know, it stays at that degree where it ends the retrograde for about 10, 11 days. So now Mercury is cooking, it's moving at its normal pace. And what that means is, is hopefully you were able during the retrograde to clear everything off of your plate that you were working on. And now it's an opportunity to begin some new projects, start adding some new uh, projects to your plate. Uh, what is it? Really think ahead. Think ahead to the next retrograde. Like, what do I want to be completing during the next retrograde that I'm starting right now? So is this a new Mercury cycle, Scott? Like when, when we get out of Mercury and we go Mercury retrograde and we go through the station, is this the beginning of a new Mercury like time period? Or cycle? I, I like to think of it that way. I've never said it like that, okay. but I mean, I can totally, I can totally see it that way because I, I do look at the Merc Mercury transits as kind of like that, where it could be a cycle where this it's the once you move out of the retrograde shadow, now you're beginning this this new cycle of starting new projects that is going to lead you into the next retrograde and retrograde shadow. And by the time you move out of that retrograde shadow, you've completed the projects that you began at the beginning of the last time Mercury moved out of its shadow. So yeah, absolutely. I love that. And how long is that time period? So you say work, think long-term, what is that long-term period? Yeah, let's, let's get into that. Let me, let me look ahead and see. Uh, so Mercury, the next retrograde is going to be, the next retrograde shadow begins on August 20th and lasts until October 16th. Uh, the retrograde is September 9th to October 8th. So thinking from now, uh, from June 18th, where do I want to be? What am I? Cause so often what happens is like, we're working 
we're not really thinking in these terms and the retrograde comes and all of a sudden we're scrambling and we're changing our ideas about it, everything. So if we can really be focused and plan and say, okay, what do I want to get accomplished or done by the time we get to October 16th? Mm. So from June 18th to October 16th, what am I working through? What am I getting done? And then when you take it, you can take it a layer deeper and think, okay, well, where's Mercury going to be? It's going to be in Gemini first. So that's gathering information, communicating, connecting, then it moves into cancer. So that's the feeling part of it. Okay. I've, I've, I've learned the information. Now I'm going to sit with it and and see how it feels in my gut and sort of, you know, let it uh, mature in a way. Uh, as Mercury moves through Cancer. So that happens from July 4th to the 19th. Then it moves into Leo on July 19th. Okay, I've had an opportunity to for it to sit in my stomach and really feel out what it is. Now I'm ready to express it. I'm ready to give birth to this project, which is the Leo energy. That's the childlike energy, playfulness, creativity. So that's July 19th to August 3rd. So I've shown my idea to everyone. Now on August 3rd, it goes into Virgo. Okay, everybody, I've got everyone's critique, uh, their criticisms, they've analyzed it. I've gotten that feedback. Now I'm going back to the drawing board and I'm tinkering with everything here. Uh, And now uh, now that I've now that I've perfected what I've what I've worked on, now I'm ready to maybe bring in some partners to work with me as Mercury moves into Libra, which is on August 25th and continues through September 23rd. But it's on uh, September 9th is when the retrograde starts. Mm-hmm. So we're we're negotiating with these partners and and we're you know, we're going back and forth and maybe some things aren't sitting right and we have to, you know, change some things about this relationship. Uh, and, and as it goes back into Virgo on September 23rd, from September 23rd to October 10th, it's in Virgo. So it's like, I had a chance to meet with some people to do some negotiating. Now I realize I need to go back to the drawing board and really get clear about what it is I want out of this. Like, what is the structure that I'm working towards? I've, I've now re I've refigured some things in my project. And now that I've done that after receiving the feedback from these potential partners, now I'm ready to go back into this partnership. Uh, So the Mercury moves back into Libra on October 10th. And on October 16th, it's moved out of its retrograde shadow. Now we can seal the deal. Hmm. I love how you do this. Uh, God, I love how you, it's, it's like anybody, we, we all could take a project or like something we've been wanting to work on and really just map it with that sequence. And like you said, plan for these periods of time, like, okay, so I'm going to have my process of like identifying the idea and then I'm going to sit and marinate with it. And then I'm going to express it. And then I'm going to get the feedback from it. And then I'm going to tinker with it a little bit. Maybe I'm going to bring in some partners and then I'm going to negotiate with those partners then we're going to create a new structure and then we're going to seal the deal. It's like, wow, that's really a, a helpful way to just work with that entire sequence of events. And that when, when, when we talk about working with the cosmic curriculum, that's what we mean. It's like, here's the energies. You can work in alignment and in sync with it. And then you have the wind in your sails. I like to yes. say it's like you have the wind in your sales, you can move with the energy versus like fighting against it, you know, every step of the way. Exactly. This this is why I always say, ride the planetary waves Hmm. instead of the planetary waves riding riding you because they're going to take you wherever they want you to go. But if you're fighting it, then you're going to get thrown off your board. And so that's this astrology is not it's it's very complex but it's not meant to be complicated everything builds on everything else you know there's a reason why gemini comes before cancer comes before leo before virgo before libra it, it's a step by step process that that shows you how to accomplish and achieve anything in your life it gives you that roadmap i love too how you can take the lessons from, from one astrological energy, right? Mm-hmm. And then you can 
weave or integrate it into the lessons of the next one or the, the yes. essence of the energy of the next one. So it's, it's not like these distinct things. It, mm-hmm. it, can, it can really weave together and then create so much richness in your yes. life and in your expression and in your work. Uh, so I, I just, and I love how you do that. You have a, you have a unique gift of really like integrate. You, you go from this to this, to this, to this, and this is how it can all work together. Yeah. Thank you, Amanda. All right. Thank so that you. was, you're welcome. All right. So that was Saturday Mercury coming out of its shadow. Yes. Anything that we need to look at in addition to that? Oh, yes. Well, <laughs> you know, th- this is the planets being like the symphony. There, There's so many different themes that are going on at once, but they're all playing together. So at the same time that this is occurring with the honesty, with the listening, uh, with the communication and connecting and all those sorts of things, there is Mars and Chiron, which are forming a conjunction this week. They're moving to the same degree in the same sign. Aries, the cardinal fire sign symbolized by the ram. So Mars is the planetary ruler of Aries. That's what also makes this kind of a special week where you have Mercury moving into the sign that it rules Gemini. Mars is moving through the sign that it rules Aries. There's Neptune and Pisces, which it rules Saturn and Aquarius, which it it rules. I mean, this this tells me that, and then Venus in uh, Taurus, which it rules. So several planets and signs that they rule. This tells me that this is an opportunity for us to elevate ourselves because there's so many planets, Mercury, Venus, Mars, Saturn, and Neptune, five planets in signs that they rule. So this is an opportunity for everyone to level up, to level up. So when you're thinking about Mars, in order to level up, you've got to be confident. And in order to be confident, you have to love yourself. And in order to love yourself, you need to face the wound to your self-confidence, your insecurities. And that's what Chiron has been doing for several years now. So this is urging us to face that wound to our self-confidence. And with Mars there, it's like, it's going to be impossible to ignore because it's right there. It's right on the surface. Mars is like that, that, you know, banging drum that's drawing your attention uh, to wherever it goes. And it's going to be banging the drum right on the wound, salt on that wound. You know, where, what do you, what are you afraid of? What are you afraid of? Oh, Scott said, level up. Okay. Easy for him to say, you know, it's like, what, what are you afraid of? What are you, what are your fears? And so if you can get to the root of those fears, where they come from and face them as an adult, as a woman or a man, you know, that's, that's protecting the child, their inner child, you know, and standing up for yourself to say that, like you were saying, why am I afraid of this? And the answer comes back, well, this happened to me when I was a child. My father did this. My mother did that. My cousin, my friend, all these people did these things to me and it it shut me up. It quieted me. Mm. So I need to go back in time and I need to spend some time encouraging my younger self and show my younger self that my voice values, the steps that I'm taking in my life value, that I am a unique human being, and that every single person that you come into contact with is receiving a gift because they're able to see themselves in a way that they can only see as reflected by you. And if you are hiding from who you are, because you are afraid to be who you are, you are being inauthentic. And if you are being inauthentic, then you are not giving a gift to the people that are around you. You are doing a disservice to them. The fear is, is that if I show myself for who I am, then they're not going to like me. And you know what? If they don't, good, because it creates the space that you need to invite the appropriate reflection of your true self. And that's what this Mars conjunct Chiron energy is all about. It's about appreciating your authenticity. 
Those are some serious words of wisdom right there, Scott. (laughs) So helpful. Would you say then that we can anticipate situations in our life that are going to sort of aggravate this? So there's going to be things that happen that make you call into question your value, make you feel less confident. There's going to be reflection or something from people around you or even within yourself of like, God, I'm not good enough. I'm not valuable. And, and so when those things come up, instead of indulging them as the truth, recognizing the gifts that they're bringing and the opportunity that they're bringing to you to actually go, Hey, you know what? This is, this is a pattern that I go into every time someone reflects something like this to me, I spiral down, right. Or or whatever it is. And what's underneath this, maybe where's the root of this and Am I ready to, to hold myself through this the way that I, I needed to be held when this happened the first time, you know, when I was three or when I was five or when I was 10 and nobody around me was capable of holding me the way I needed to be held. Yes. So we, so, so those the, things the, up, yeah. Yeah. This is, this is why it, it's so important for every individual to understand their astrological code, to know where is this happening? In my astrological code, what house is this conjunction landing in? That is going to tell you where this is affecting you. So if Mars and Chiron are in the seventh house, then you're dealing with that wound to self-confidence in terms of your relationship energy. If it's in the fourth house, you're dealing with it in terms of your your roots, your upbringing, your childhood, the ones who raised and nurtured you, your ancestors. If it's in the... The 12th house, you're dealing with that wound to your unconscious, how you think about yourself, the guilt, the shame, the regret. And so I can go through every house, but you know, there's also, if you want me to, I will, but um, do you want me we to? We always love that. Okay. It's okay. Always, cool. Always, if you're so, up for it. It's oh, always, I always, you know, <laughs> my you thing is like, I, I, I can ramble on endlessly amanda so you know if you want to encourage me in a certain direction i will go there so okay volunteer so i'm gonna say yes but how do people know which house it is in for them okay so astrology is a language it's a language that communicates how the planets and stars influence life on earth how they shaped you from body to soul and how they affect you from day to day astrology is also like a board game so you know, it's a language in that it's written symbols. So in order to be fluent in a language, you want to, you want to be able to read the language. If you can't read the language and you can't be fluent, if I say Mars, you better know what I'm, what I'm talking about in terms of seeing it. You need to know what it looks like. What does Mars look like? And I'm not talking about the red planet that's out there. I'm talking about the symbol for Mars. So it's about being able to identify the symbols and then seeing where they land in your chart. So, you know, you go to a a website like astro.com or whatever, or, or time passages, that app, you know, that that will show you in the circle, in the wheel, where the transits are happening in your chart. So you'll look on the outside of that chart, uh, your chart here, and then the larger chart here. And in that wheel, like what is in those different between those different spokes, you'll see it's like it's like a bicycle wheel, and then you'll see like a number by each uh, in between each spoke one two to twelve, uh, and where are those transiting planets landing in the code? So like if you see Mars and Chiron in between the first two spokes, the first house with the number one, that means it's happening in your first house, and that means that it is it's double what I've already said. You're facing the wound to your self-confidence because the first house is associated with the first sign, which is Aries. This is the house of personality. So this is about your self-confidence, which is rooted in self-love, or it's about your aggression, which is rooted in fear. So what are your fears? Uh, What are your insecurities? How can you show yourself greater love? Then if it's in the second house, which is just below the first house, it goes counterclockwise uh, and it starts in the 
in the left, uh, the bottom left area, you, there's a line that goes across, which is the, the uh, horizon line. So it's down here in the first house, and then one lower is the second house. The second house is associated with the second sign. That's Taurus. That's the house of security. So if Chiron and Mars are transiting through your second house, you're dealing with a wound to your self-worth. So, and then this again is how it steps from one house to the next. In order to have great self-worth, you need to have self-love. If you don't have self-love, then your house of security is going to be lacking. You're going to feel like you don't have enough. And so that's what the Chiron and Mars energy are doing. They're bringing that uh, insecurity to your material uh, values, your self-worth. I don't have enough. Oh, no, money's, money's leaving. It's not coming in. What am I going to do? So it's about facing those fears. So it's the wound to your self-confidence as it relates to money and material value. The next house down is the third house. That's the associated with the third sign, which is Gemini, which we've been talking a lot about. This is the house of communication. If Mars and Chiron are moving through the third house, then it's, it's, it's bringing up a wound to communication, being afraid to ask that question. Well, I really want to ask that person, but I don't know, you know, they're going to get mad at me. And why is that? Because my self-confidence is low. My self-worth is low. So this is about having the courage to ask the questions that I need to ask in order to receive the answers that I need in order to move forward to gather that information. Now we're down in the bottom middle and moving into the fourth house, which is associated with the fourth sign. So that's the first quadrant right there. The second quadrant is the fourth, fifth, and sixth houses. So bottom left is the first, second, and third, and bottom right is fourth, fifth, and sixth. So the fourth house is associated with the fourth sign, which is cancer. This means that you're dealing with a wound to your self-confidence as it relates to your roots, your upbringing, your childhood, the ones who raised and nurtured you, and your ancestors. So there's something that's churning up in the home right now. Maybe you're facing conflicts in the home that are, that are calling you to draw upon your past, to, to heal some karma of the past so that you don't have to deal with these same problems moving forward in your life. But disruption in the home, moving into the next house, the fifth house, which is associated with the fifth sign, which is Leo. This is the house of children, which represents the energetic expression of children, fun, games, play, dating, love life. So you're facing the wound to your heart, your sovereignty. What brings you joy? I don't deserve that. I don't deserve to have fun. No, you need to learn to be the queen or the king. Mars is driving you to be self-confident in that way. And when you're being the queen or the king, remember to be the benevolent one and not the tyrant. As we move into the sixth house, which is associated with the sixth sign, which is Virgo, this is the house of service. This means that you're dealing with a wound to your self-confidence in relation to your daily routine, your health, your diet, your job, the structure of your daily life that allows you to be of service to others. So maybe there's conflicts at work. Maybe you're having some health issues that are coming up, um, but that's that segment there. Then the top right quad or quadrant is the seventh, eighth, and ninth houses. So the seventh house is associated with the seventh sign, which is Libra. This is the house of marriage. So you're dealing with conflicts in your close personal relationships with lovers, friends, business partners. It's time to renegotiate. Renegotiate based on your self-worth, your self-confidence. You were insecure in this area. You needed to face those insecurities. Now you're ready to to, to renegotiate from a, a place of greater power and self-love. Moving into the eighth house, which is associated with the eighth sign, Scorpio, now the deal is sealed. The bond has been forged. And so you're, you're, you're bonded with this person. This is what happens after the marriage. You know, at the, at the wedding, you got the two people with the candles and they light the one candle, blow out the single candles. It represents the death of the singular self, the rebirth of the unit. So now you're with this bonded person. You're going to war with that person and you need to, to shift the energy there, to shift the energy because maybe you're feeling drained. 
by the person that you're bonded to, or maybe you're draining that person. It needs to, to find the greater balance. Moving into the ninth house, which is associated with the ninth sign, Sagittarius. This is uh, dealing with a wound to your self-confidence in terms of your spirituality, your, your philosophical views of life on earth, your belief system. Uh, you are being charged to expand your mind and deepen your philosophical view so that by the time we get to the 10th house, which is the last quadrant, this is associated with the 10th sign Capricorn. It's about achievement. In order to achieve something, you need to have a clear philosophical view, a view of the future. This is where I'm going. This is what I want. Now Chiron and Mars are there. So it's you're facing that wound to self-confidence in terms of your personal authority. Maybe you're not wanting to take responsibility for yourself. You need to. You need to take responsibility for your success. It's up to you and you can achieve what it is you set out to, to commit to doing the work for. The 11th house is associated with the 11th sign. That's Aquarius. This is the house of friendship. Uh, this is bringing conflict in terms of the group context, uh, the club, the organization, the social network or cause. There needs to be conflict in this area so that you can heal that wound to self-confidence in the group, get yourself out there, have a logical discussion with the group about where you come from and learn to accept everybody within the group, even if they don't value what you value at least respect their values. They're another human being. You may disagree with them. That's fine. That's okay. We're meant to have different views. This is a world of duality, night and day. So then the 12th house is associated with the 12th sign, which is Pisces. Now Chiron and Mars are there, which means you're going to war with yourself, facing that guilt, the shame, the regret, and you need to show yourself compassion in these areas so that you can integrate these thought patterns with understanding, forgiveness, and love. Mm, wow, super helpful. Thank you. I hope that all gives you a compass or some direction as to where this is going to be lighting up in your life. And then we can work with it really with that level of awareness. Like, okay, here's my curriculum. Here's my content. Here's what's up. And this is in order for me to actually move beyond this place that I've been stuck, you know, where I haven't valued myself. I haven't loved myself. It's time for a new perspective here. So super helpful, Scott. Is there anything else for the week that we need to be aware of? Well, I would just say that the other thing to be aware of is the the number 25, the degree 25, because okay. this is, and this is deeper, you know, if you're somebody who, who knows that you have key astrological points or planets near to 25 degrees, they're going to be hit by a lot of different points. This is where uh, Saturn has stationed retrograde. This is where uh, Neptune is also stationing retrograde. So Saturn is the, the god of wealth and time, the planet of responsibility, authority, achievement. Uh, and Neptune is the god of fresh water and the sea, the planet of illusion, deception, compassion, and intuition. They're both at 25 degrees in side-by-side -side signs, Aquarius for Saturn and uh, Pisces for Neptune, both in positions of power. Uh, for both of these planets in the signs that they rule, they're going to be aligning with two other planets aside from the moon uh, this week. Venus, which I mentioned earlier, is also in a position of power in the sign that it rules, Taurus. So this is that self-worth area. So taking responsibility for what I value, really honoring your self-worth in that way in saying, this is what I want. This is my dream. This is my fantasy for relationship, for material means. This is what I want. And I'm going to take responsibility for it. And how can I incorporate the group to help me along? Or how can I help the group along? How do my values help the group progress into the future so that we can have greater independence. But then there is also uh, the sun earlier in the week also aligns with these bo both of these points. That happens before Venus. Uh, the sun is most strongly felt on, uh, that's going to be Thursday, and Venus is most strongly felt on Saturday. So the sun in Gemini is, you know, questioning yourself, 
doing some of that work that, that you discussed earlier, asking yourself the questions that you need to answer or to, to receive those answers that you need so that you can level up and take greater responsibility for yourself. So look into your code, see what's near to 25 degrees. That's going to tell you uh, where these key points are affecting you specifically. Mm, okay. And that's 25 degrees of any sign. Pretty much because, so, you know, typically you want to look at the signs that are going to be uh, conjunct with the planet or uh, sextile or square or trine or opposite. Those are the strongest aspects. But because we have four different planets connecting in four different signs, mm. it's hitting whatever's at 25. It doesn't matter what sign it's in. Uh, it's, it's touching that somewhere, somewhere somehow. And would you say 25, but also 24 and 23 and also oh, yeah. 27? Yes, absolutely. So 23 yes. to 27-ish. The way that I look at like the degree, like 25, if you have something at 25 and and I'm talking about 25, that means you're sitting on the stove, whereas, okay. uh, whereas like 21 degrees might be like standing across from the stove or right next to the stove at 22 or 23, 24 degrees, you're next to the stove, but at 25, you're sitting on the stove. So you still feel the heat, mm -hmm. but just not as intensely as the actual 25. Great analogy. All right. So let's just do a quick summary of everything. We have new moon in Gemini. So this is, well, we had the new moon in Gemini. So we're having the full moon in Sagittarius. Yes. And this is going to be a culminating moment of some of these themes that be began at the new moon of Gemini, which is around listening, learning, connecting, and asking questions. Mm -hmm. So with the full moon in Sagittarius, uh, this is going to be an opportunity for you to take what you've learned and start to share it, share your truth. How can you honestly express your emotions, your truth, what you've learned? What do you also want to go and explore? So you're, you're saying that there's going to be some conversations, some situations that may come up this week where you actually need to share your truth. Can you do that from a place of just owning your truth and not pointing your finger or projecting onto other people? Mm -hmm. And But it's really important to do it. It's really important to move the energy. It's important to like sit in the fire of Sagittarius and not try to skirt away from it. Just it's important right now for us to move that energy. We have Mercury moving into Gemini. So anybody with uh, Virgo and Pisces energy, like strong Virgo Pisces energy is going to feel this like almost like an extended Mercury retrograde. So they're going to be still feeling that Mercury retrograde-ish, you know, however that's been showing up for you, you're not quite done with it. Yes. Uh, but, but also it means that things are going to lighten up. For I guess the rest, everybody that doesn't have strong Virgo Pisces, um, things are going to lighten up. This could be around money. This could be around the way you're connecting with people. You're going to have opportunities to engage in new ways. We also and then and opportunities to embrace curiosity. So what are you curious about? What are you excited to learn about? What new directions do you want to go in when it comes to learning and gathering information? Saturday, we have Mercury coming out of retrograde. Oh, I just said that, right? That was no, well, you, you said you were saying that you had Gemini Mercury in moving Gemini. into Gemini, right? But you didn't talk about it moving out of retrograde yet. That's right. Okay, yes. so Saturday, it's also moving out of retrograde mm -hmm. and it's going to start moving at a normal pace. This is a great time to begin new projects. And like you said, to think ahead to uh, October 16th ish and take this period of time and say, okay, what would I like to accomplish between now and then it's a little bit like a sprint. I like thinking of it's sometimes these bigger projects that we have in our life. It can feel so overwhelming, but if you just take it into smaller things like, okay, I'm going to just accomplish this part of this project or this endeavor, whatever it is between now and October 16th. And you went through that really cool like rhythm that we can expect throughout that time. You, I love the statement that you made about astrology, that it's complex, but that it doesn't need to be complicated. Mm -hmm. So I just, I just wanted to highlight that and bring that out again, because I just love how you said that it is complex. And I think that's one of the things that happens when people start learning. It's like, oh my God, this is so complex, but the application of it in your life doesn't actually need to be complicated. Mm -hmm. You can apply it simply and experience incredible results. 
so much power, so much direction, you know, focused energy, because you just have enough information to know really where to put your energy behind. Can I just say one thing about that, Amanda, because I I love that you bring that up. And I want to clarify why it doesn't need to be complicated. Mm. We're talking about three modalities, four elements, 12 signs, 12 houses. And, you know, basically like I'm working with like 14 symbols. So it's, it's not, these aren't big numbers. And when I say symbols, I'm talking about planets and the nodes and that sort of stuff. It doesn't have to be complicated. And, and when you look at, this is why I encourage people to really look at the symbols, think about the elements. You know, this is why when, when I do readings, I, I draw these colorful charts because I want people to really, to have that recognition within themselves that when they think Pisces, they think blue. When they think Aries, they think red, you know, it gives that second dimension, that layer to where if I say orange, you can think of the fruit or you can think of the sun, you know, there's different sort of uh, objects that you can play into that one word. I love that. The other, well, one, another major thing we have this week is Mars and Chiron conjunct in Aries. And so some of the main things you said to keep in mind about this is that it's an opportunity to elevate ourselves, that it's an opportunity to level up, that this is a time to be confident and love ourselves, face our wound to our self-confidence. So it's real easy to say, oh, be confident and love yourself. It's like, well, there's a reason why that's hard. And so this week, you're going to have the opportunity to see what that reason is. So look for it, look for it reflected in the conversations, look for it in your triggers, like the things that happen where you go, Oh God, that hurt. Like, Oh God, you know, that, that, that made me feel really sad. That made me feel really angry. That made me feel really bad. That's the nugget, like right there. That's the thing to go into and go, Oh, what's, what's there for me? What what is that wound? You said that there's going to be this feeling of assault on the wound. And then you, you said, you asked the question, what are you afraid of? What are you afraid of? And, and can you face or address that fear from a new mature perspective, assuming that that fear probably comes from some point in your childhood? Can you now look at it as an adult and orient yourselves around yourself around it differently? You said that uh, this is a time to go back in time and encourage your younger self like, hey, hey, I know that hurts, but if you hold yourself back anymore, you are denying people of the gifts of your authentic expression. And uh, if you're hiding and you're not being authentic, you're, 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 there's people that could benefit from your authenticity and you're, you're starving them of that opportunity. So I love that you brought that up because I think so often we think about expressing as something for ourselves. It's like, but what if expressing is actually for others as well. And yes, not everybody's going to receive you, but like you said, that's good information because then you can let people go who can't receive you authentically and make space for those who can. So super helpful there. And then what, look at the house that it's conjunct in so that you can see where your curriculum is, like what area of life this is going to be lighting up for you. Yes. And Finally, look at where you have 25 degrees of anything. And this, again, the orb, like if you want to look at a range, it's 23 to 27. If you're 25, I love this. You're sitting on the stove. You're sitting on the burner. And this is where we have a lot of things happening. So you're going to have this degree kind of lit up. This week might be even more intense. Would you use that word? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. Okay. Scott, thank you so much. This is <laughs> so helpful. So many nice tips and, and things for us to keep in mind and remembering that there could just be one of those nuggets for you, right? Like you don't have to mem- remember everything that Scott said today, but if you just take away one thing, it can be the thing that helps you get through the work, the week and really helps you elevate with this energy this week, right? That's right. Absolutely. Amanda. Okay, we have a very exciting event happening this week. It's free. You are all invited. It's happening June 15th and 16th. It's going to be a solstice panel where five astrologers are going to be giving their read on the rest of the year. So we're here in the middle of the year. 
We're going to be looking at the next six months and the key astrological things to pay attention to, as well as peering into 2023. So giving you just a little heads up about what's coming, uh, but really giving you a lot of information on the weekly weather. You know, we dive deep on the week, but it's always nice to pan out and look at the bigger cycles and the bigger things that are happening and what we're really in. You know, we're, we're like in the middle of the year, there were things that were said in the middle, in the beginning of the year to pay attention to. We're going to be reminded about those things. And then we're going to get the tips that we need for the rest of the year. And so you can join us at astrologyhub.com slash solstice panel. Again, it's free. We would love to have you join. It's featuring the next five inner circle astrologers. So including some of your favorites like Christopher Renstrom and Jen Zart and Adam Summer, Nora Rochelle, Linda Bird. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun as those panel events always are. Scott, it'd be super fun to have you on a panel sometime. Oh, I would love to. I yeah. would absolutely love to, Amanda. I'd be honored. That'd be super fun. All right. Thank you, everybody, for being here. Thank you so much for being a part of our community. Scott, thank you for being here for the third time, for sharing your wisdom, your perspective with all of us. That's one of the things that we get about being a hub like you get to get all these different perspectives on the astrology because there isn't only one way to see it there's an infinite ways to see it and each each astrologer filters it through their own lens their own experience their own their own way that they practice astrology and i always feel that there's benefit for all of us in getting those multiple perspectives so Scott, thank you for sharing yours with us. And thanks to all of you for making astrology a part of your life. We will see you on the next episode. And I hope to see you this week at the Solstice Panel event. Again, that's astrologyhub.com slash solstice panel. Take care, everybody, and we'll see you soon. This podcast is presented by Astrology Hub. You can learn more and find all of our shows at astrologyhub.com slash podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please rate, review, and hit subscribe on your favorite podcast platform so you can stay up to date on the latest episodes and help more people find the wisdom of astrology. Thank you for taking the time to do this now. Thank you for being a part of our community and for making astrology a part of your life.